What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Okay, you know, like at camps and stuff like this, you take the ball out. You ain't getting the ball back. <laughs> like, you the last one up the court. They already did their thing. So I stopped there, and I just got into a rhythm and started hooping. The Lakers should sign Trey Young this summer. They got to kind of start preparing for, like, if LeBron's last year is this year or next year, whenever it is. And I feel like a uh, pick and roll with AD and a guy like Trey Young would be deadly. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. What's that for? Not sure, but I'd sure hate you don't have it when we find out. This journey will be dangerous all the way to Oregon. New series now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Jack, it's Christmas week. Great games ahead. Which one are you looking forward to see this weekend? We got a whole slate of games, but I'm looking at the Nets versus the Lakers and the Mavs versus the Jazz. Of course, anytime you, you get KD and LeBron going up against each other, it's, it's a must see. Uh, Spider Mitchell against Luka, two young stars, but you know, the Nets and Lakers are what I want to see. Possible finals matchup. DraftKings has a gift that'll put everyone in the holiday spirit. New customers can bet just $5 on any NBA team and win $150 in free bets if they're victorious. It's a great way to put some extra jingle in your pocket. Bet just $5 on any Christmas game, and DraftKings Sportsbook will give new customers an additional $150 in free bets if the team they choose wins their game. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, and the best part about it is you can deposit and withdraw your cash when you want it. It's easy. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code SMOKE to get in on all the action. That's promo code SMOKE this Christmas week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official betting partner of the NBA. What's your most memorable moment of one of your Christmas Day games? My first one, uh, and my first one, I actually tweeted the night before. I said, I'm going to do the shake and bake tomorrow, and I put a question mark. <laughs> I told Denver what I'm about to do, but I still hit Dre Miller with it anyway. Hey, it's Christmas game, Dre. You got to understand. I had to get mine off. I had to get mine off for that game. What's up, world? Welcome to this week's episode of What's Burning. I got a special guest host today. My brother Matt is out somewhere being the best dad in the world, but I got my brother from another, Mr. Showtime himself, Jamal Crawford. Right. What's up, Showtime? What's up, What's Showtime? Up? Hey, 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 I'm not trying to fill in for Matt, but I'm trying to be another brother from another mother. <laughs> Welcome to the Showtime family, bro. Hey, man, I'm excited to be here, man. This is home base. 
first show on What's Burning with my brother. Let's get started. Well, let's get to it. We're going to start with our status check, man. The COVID concerns in the NBA today, man. The NBA postponed five more games due to the outbreak. 19 teams with players in COVID and health safety protocols. More than 15% of the league's 450 players in health and safety protocols start the week. What you think about all this going on in, with the COVID stuff, Mal, uh, in the NBA? It's running rampant. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, uh, right now with the holidays, everybody's getting hit. I said last year, though, at this time, I said we should have a pool of replacement players just in case. Obviously, you know, it ain't guys they've been in the league the whole year, but guys are capable. You have guys like Isaiah who just signed. You know, you have guys out there who could Langston Galloway just signed. These are guys who were there all year long. You know what I mean? For something like this to happen, you have bona fide pros to make sure the show c continues. And that's what we need right now in these times because nobody knows what's next. Yeah, I mean, it, it's crazy, man, because, you know, even with people being vaccinated, they're still catching COVID and still missing games. And, like, you know, it, 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 it doesn't make sense to – to, you know, for, for players not to be playing games that, that, that's not vaccinated with all this stuff going on. But, uh, will we be seeing you back on the court? Would you say they need to have replacement players? What about you? Can you go and replace somebody right now if they need you to? I could. I definitely could. And between us, Jack, and the rest of the Showtime family, I got a call before the season, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. And the team that called me wasn't really going anywhere. They're like, you're not going to play. You're going to mentor. And I was like, you know what? I'd rather coach these kids. But in this situation, being that, you know, Teams are actually trying to go for it a little bit more. Teams are trying to fight for to get in the playoff picture or, or try to solidify themselves and find themselves. I would definitely go, and I'd be ready to go as well. And I know people haven't seen me since the summer, but I'm still shocked. Nah, you one person I know that's going to stay on top of this game. Like, you remind me, you and um, Joe Johnson. Y'all fall in the same category because the way y'all love the game, it don't matter what your age is, uh, y'all always going to work on y'all craft and perfect y'all game. That's why Joe's still killing to this day in the big three, though. You acting like you wasn't killing the big three, but that's another story. Yeah, that's another story. We're gonna we're gonna let that go. <laughs> we're gonna let that go. <laughs> Stack with all this, all the cases, everything, everybody in protocol, sixty people this month. Do you think the league could take a pause? What do you what do you think about that? Uh, I don't think they will because they went so hard at as, as, uh, submitting that you have to be vaccine to play in the game. You can't go. You can't go against that now. You know, you, 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 you put your foot down and made a lot of people make some, uh, life, life, uh, life decisions, some, uh, real life decisions on whether they're going to work or not, uh, whether they want to take the vaccine, but you kind of forced your hand. So now there's no way you can back, back, uh, backtrack from that and say, no, we're going to take some time off. That's, you, you contradicted yourself too. I agree. I think the bubble may be a, a an option. I mean, obviously mm -hmm. people didn't really enjoy it, but it came up with zero cases. You know what I mean? It was a bubble. It was protected. So if the show must go on, like people say, I think the bubble may end up coming into play, at least to continue this season. Because you look at how the season's going, if we got 60 right now, it may get worse next month. Anthony Davis reportedly out at least four weeks with the MCL sprain. Uh, I was watching that game, but it didn't look pretty. The way he reacted, especially collapsing in the tunnel, you know, had everybody on pause. Stack, what do you think the long-term and short-term effects are of the Lakers and Anthony Davis and how that fits? Well, it's just depressing to me because, you know, I didn't think he was this injury-prone. You know, I was the same one walking around calling him the, the next the baby Tim Duncan, the more athletic Tim Duncan, and I'm, I'm, I, I got to retract all my statements. I'm swallowing it, and I'm going to the bathroom, and I'm going to pass it, I'm going to flush it. I will never say it again, bro. Um, uh, Tim, Tim was somebody who played every day, every game. You know what I mean? You know, I mean, I know injuries, you can't really, you know, foresee an injury, but he is really injury prone, bro. And I don't think 
uh, him missing this time is helping this team. They already wasn't playing good. They already didn't look like they had chemistry. And they got all these stars and not where they want to be. Yeah, I said that even with them being the sixth, seventh, fifth seed somewhere right now, that they still in a good spot. But with injuries like this, you never know how this season going to go. Yeah, I don't like all the injuries for him so young. It seemed like it's always something. You know what I mean? And, and obviously you have no control over injuries. And especially that one, he was just standing there. It was a, kind of a fluke play. Somebody pushed. He fell back into his knee. But he has a history of not always being available. And even before that, uh, he didn't look like himself, to be honest with you. He just didn't look like like he did last year when he's coming off the bubble, the urgency. You know what I mean? And maybe it was right. just the fit and how things were fitting. It didn't look like that urgency was there. Like you said, that that, that mentality just dominate because talent-wise, he's, he's off the charts. You know what I mean? Right. But sometimes it's a little bit more than that. So we hope to see him healthy. But obviously, the Lakers got to figure it out. Isaiah Thomas is there now. They're trying to, you know, kind of – do some patchwork with everybody until they get everybody back. But Anthony Davis, he has to be the top guy on their team for them to go where they want to go. You think you think with him, with him being injured that the Lakers are feeling pressure to make a trade? That's a great question. I, I believe so because, like I said, LeBron knew he needed Anthony Davis, right? And so Anthony Davis is supposed to be the young guy to carry them throughout the league, carry them throughout the season. Then LeBron and him kind of take over in the playoffs. They gave him a chance for LeBron to rest. It gave a chance for LeBron to kind of pick his spots and then have that extra energy in that second season, you know, when the playoffs and that finals run starts. But mm -hmm. not having him throws a, a like, where do you go? If it's not LeBron, where do you consistently go to? Especially when the game slows down, getting a post basket, uh, getting other guys easier shots, commanding a double team. They got to figure out something. And if he's going to be out for a while, you got to look to make some trades. Yeah. And, and, uh, first round exit, uh, no playoffs, like all that second round exit, all that. Is a letdown season for everything they brought in to win the championship again here in uh, here in L.A. So they got some big things, uh, some big decisions to make, man. But uh, next, uh, Kyrie's back on the court, bro, which I'm Ooh. happy to see. That's my little love brother. I know we yes, both sir. love Kyrie. Yes, um, what, what's your opinion on, on on him getting back on the court and everything that's been going on with little bro? I'm happy to see Kyrie. Uh, I text him and just said, man, I'm happy you're back. You know, just the the fact that. There's a certain joy when he's playing basketball. It makes people happy. You know what I mean? And he has that gift. And and for him to be back and whenever he gets back officially, just to see that he, you know, they were okay with having him come back, I was happy because Kyrie is somebody is a joy. We worked out together in the summers. Uh, we went at it. I wish you had tape for that stack. We was going I at know, it. I know. I can imagine, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were going <laughs> at it. He would, he would do something. I'm like, ooh, that looked like top 10 Kyrie. And I'd do something. He'd be like, oh, that's 2K Mall. So we was that's going 2K at mall. it. 2K Mall. Yeah, every day for a month. And it was unbelievable, and he's one of my favorites. So I'm happy he's back, and and hopefully it works out. Yeah, me too, man. You know, I talk to little bro a lot, man. He's done a lot uh, for me, doing everything. You know, that doing the George Floyd movement and stepping up for his daughter, and uh, just being a, a solid little bro. Um, even with me doing Ramadan, you know, we both talked a lot and, and, and conversated a lot doing Ramadan because it was tough for both of us being our first time, and he was actually playing while he was fasting. So. Um, it, it, he's just a solid dude, man. A lot of people don't understand him, but when you're talking about basketball, I don't think nobody has a bigger bag than Kyrie Irving. Nah, it's a, it's a joy, you know, and, and this is coming from somebody that got a, a decent bag, you know what I mean? But he do stuff yeah. that just, he just leaves you in awe, you know what I mean? Nah, hey, he, we're not going to, come on Showtime, we're not going to sell your bag now. No, 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 but he got something <laughs> that's different, man. He, he, got, he got that special sauce, you know what I mean? Yeah. And he's somebody, like you said, always been solid, um, always been 100 and and you respect him for it especially if you know him to know him is to love him and so for us like you said being his brothers we're happy he's back when he officially gets back and we'll be there watching so now that we know Kyrie be able to play in role games 
hopefully we'll see him on Christmas Day, man. I think it'll be big to see him against the Lakers on Christmas Day. I think the world is looking for that. Even with hopefully KD will be back healthy out of protocol. But if they have they have both of these guys on uh, Christmas Day, Jamal, I think this hey. will be the most watched NBA game of the year by far. By far, and it's a Christmas gift for everybody. That's a treat for everybody. You see Kyle right. and Kevin Durant, <laughs> them is two showstoppers. Them is two yeah. dynamic dynamos, right? And that energy in L.A., uh, you know, the celebrities going to be out. They're going to be on stage performing. Kyrie's the ultimate showman. You know, he's a showstopper. So him back in his first game on Christmas Day in L.A., come yeah. on, man. I need popcorn. I need I need everything at home. That's, that's showtime. <laughs> I hope we can get that, man. That will be a gift for me. I tell you, that right. will be a great gift for me on Christmas. For sure. Gift for all of us. I think that's going to be a beautiful mm-hmm. thing, man. We got a nice lineup for the Christmas. I'm, I'm going to get back to you on your Xmas Day games, but we got a nice lineup for Christmas, man. We got the Sun, uh, the, the Nets at Lake, excuse me, the Warriors at Suns, Celtics at Bucks, Hawks at Knicks, and Mavs and Jazz. Excuse me. What game you watching, if not all of them? All of them. You know that. But, you know, I think the favorites of that group would definitely be uh, the Nets, Lakers, um, the Suns, Warriors, I think those two would definitely be. So they would probably be later games, you know, being on the West Coast. But those two are two favorites for sure. Hopefully everybody's back and hopefully it's close to being healthy. You know what I mean? Because Christmas Day, like you said, I played five, six Christmas Day games and it's always yeah. special. You know, the whole country's watching. You open the presents, you got your food, you want to put on a show, you know, every single time. And I know those guys, Kyrie, if he's back then, is the ultimate showman in LA on Hollywood. Jack would be there. And more importantly, Kyle be there. So that'd be showtime for sure. What's your most memorable moment of one of your Christmas Day games? My first one. Uh, in my first one, I actually tweeted the night before. I said, I'm going to do the shake and bake tomorrow. And I put a question mark. <laughs> Wilson, Wilson, Wilson Chandler, who was my little bro, who was playing for Denver at the time who we played, he's, and he responded in, in the comments, said, oh, that's what you're on tomorrow. I said, oh, I forgot. I, I told Denver what I'm about to do, but I still hit Dre Miller with it anyway. And that was probably my favorite move on Christmas Day. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kanye and the crew was there. Everybody was there watching. That was my first one. I said, I got to make it memorable. So, yeah, yeah. I had that dope that behind the back would have float me to, the, to off the glass, you know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 shout the out to Jay Miller. It, it wasn't that shout personal. Out Jay I, had to, I had to get mine off. I had to get mine off for that game. I had to get it off. Christmas, it was Christmas game, Dre. You got to understand Christmas that day, one, man. I had to get it off. The country is watching. I had to say, and this was showtime. Hey, but with all the games going on, I know me, I definitely love being a warrior. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, I would love to play, if I could play in the, one of these Christmas games, I would love to play on the Warriors team against the Suns. If you could Ooh. if you could play in, the, in one of these games, which one would you want to be in? I'd be in that Nets-Lakers one. Because, yeah. you know, Staples Center, it's dark. It, it got the, it's like you're on stage performing. You never know who you're going to see. You know, people are bringing their families to the game, whether it's Kevin Hart or, you yeah. know, uh, Eddie Murphy or Denzel, Affleck, or whoever it might be. Gen- Jennifer Affleck. Lopez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just never know who you're going to see. So, you know, and, and how you go watch them perform, whether it be a movie or a concert, that's your stage to perform. So I would say the Nets and Lakers, definitely. Yeah, dope. Next segment on the radar, presented by DraftKings. Six man of the year candidates was something Showtime, you know everything about. I know a little bit Just, about it. You know that. I mean, you know, you know everything about it. <laughs> you know everything about the six man stuff, but let's let's talk about it. Tyler Hero's the heavy favorite. With the with the one to one point seven odds, you got Kelly Oubre Jr. at eleven to one odds. Montrez Harrell, I think that's big for him to be in this category. Eighteen to one odds. Dennis Schroeder, Mister, I blew all my money and I blew my big contract. Twenty five to one odds. Jalen Brunson, 
Ball. Dude, way, to, way, way to get in there. Way to get in there, young fella. 30 to 1 yeah. odds. Jordan, Clarks, uh, Jordan Clarkson, 35 to 1 odds. And Alice Caruso, 35 to 1 odds. Talk, Mr. Six Man. I like all of them. And all of them are having unbelievable seasons. They're all, you know, playing well. Jalen, uh, Caruso, Trez, all of them are playing. Jordan Clarkson. But there's one guy that stands above the rest right now. And that's Tyler Hero. And the fact that he set the tone from the start. He came in with the mentality of the season. He was winning six man. He almost came with the mentality like, you know what? I'm winning six man. I'm going to try to make all-star. You can just tell what the urgency he's playing with. He's not taking his foot off the gas. They're accepting it. They need it. They're leaning on it. You know, he's one of their most dynamic scores. He can swing games for them. And the way the Heat are playing with him averaging 20 points off the bench, you know, if he keeps that up, that's legendary. So I think Tyler Hero is his to lose. But Tyler, don't take your foot off the glass. I've done that before. And I should have had one or two more. You know, I was yeah. my first year in New York, and I, I had it going. And JR started, picked it up at the last part of the season. I think they ended up, the Knicks won 18 in a row. And it's New York. Everything's bigger. He got high at the right time and swept under my feet. Shout out to JR. He did deserve it, but I thought I had it in the bag. So just keep going. I think I think Tyler wins this one. Yeah, Tyler, Tyler, man, he's playing well. I mean, he's making the case for a starter on another team. You know, the way he's playing, 20 off the bench, that ain't easy to do, as you know. You know what I mean? So, so, and he did come in confident. You know, all, all the stuff he was talking about in the category of players that he should be, uh, in with, um, uh, I think Murray and a couple other guys that he said he should be yeah. along with in those talks. And so I get it. And you should he's be that confident. He's yeah, he, he should be that confident though. That. That's, that's yeah. what we do. You know what I'm saying? He's supposed to be yeah. that confident, man. So, so I get it, man. I know Jimmy Butler happy he got him over there in Miami. You love, you love for somebody to stand out there like that because now he's putting pressure on himself. Cause now I'm talking this, I gotta either back up or I gotta, you know, move over. And he's, he yeah. backed it up and you gotta respect it because he told you what he's gonna do. He told you his thoughts. He told you how he felt. He felt like he's one of them dudes and he's backing it up. And right now he's a favorite for six man of the year. Well, you know, barbecue and meal do. I'm kind of pulling up for Montrez, man. I know Montrez has been through a lot. The Lakers brought him out there yeah. and put him at the end of the bitch. You know what I'm saying? Made him look like he couldn't play no more. I've, I've been in that situation. Now he's, he's, he's fighting for six man of the year. So I'm kind of pulling for Montrez. I like that too, Jack. And I just tweeted that the other day. Don't let a coach or a franchise uh, make a person think or make people think that a person's washed because they don't like them or they don't fit right. in their plans. And, right. and that's not spoken about enough because it happens so much in, in the NBA and the NFL and all sports, right? They're like, okay, he don't fit with us, so we're going to make him like he's done and ruin it for him going forward somewhere else. One person trash, another's treasure. Like you said, I'm happy for Trez too because he's definitely bounced back. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative. The 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field. From free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. One of my favorite segments, Secure the Bag, presented by Money Lion. Somebody who we know should secure the bag and it's basically old a bag. Uh, Isaiah Thomas, man, returned to the Lakers. Started uh, for the Lakers against the Bulls Sunday night, 32 minutes, 13 points, 5 for 11. Um, what you got to say about your boy, man? It's something, it's something about in the water. It's something in the water in Seattle, man. Y'all always stay ready. Y'all always... Uh, for the love of the game out there is something different, man. You know, when I go from you to Brandon Roy to Isaiah Thomas, uh, you know, just, just that whole culture of loving the game of basketball. Uh, speak on your boy Isaiah being back, man. I know you happy just as much as I am. Me and RT talk every single day. So to see all the moments that went into this, to go back to the summer, you know, even before the summer, we were playing and I was like, IT, like you're healthy again. Like, this is the best I've seen you look in years. He's like, you think so? I'm like, yeah. So to see that build up, right? To see every morning at 6 a.m., he's, he's hitting his agent. He's there working out first. He's going to work out again at 12. Every single day, not knowing what's coming on the other side of that. And I lived that. Melo lived that. So not knowing exactly when that's coming back, right? And then summer league. Okay, I'm going to show everybody I'm healthy. I'm going everywhere. I go to Atlanta. I go 60, get 60, 65 there. I go to LA and get almost 40 in the Drew. I come to your program and get 81 and break the record. And that day was so special because it was the record. He told everybody he was going to do it because he's feeling healthy. He never thought he'd feel healthy again. He comes back and his all his emotions come out because he said they gave up on me. Like they gave up on me. But IT's inspiring, man. Like he never gave up on himself. There's a kid right now he doesn't know somewhere in the world 
who's going through some type of adversity that he's inspiring to just keep going, keep going, yeah. keep going. So I was one of the first people he called after uh, the Lakers deal came. And they were like, you ready to play? He's like, I'm ready. And it showed. He led them to score in the first game, scoring 19. It's like, damn, how does a guy like this sit on the at home for a year? Right. Are you guys telling me that he couldn't be helping somebody? Even if he wasn't playing, his mind, his his acume, like a young player right now in the league, they're so young. I know they grew up, especially guards, they grew up watching him, right? Yep. So he can give them that knowledge. He's willing to give that knowledge. And then to come back and, and start the second game, have 13 and 32 minutes, man, I couldn't be happier for him. But all the work that went into it, he's working out with Will Conroy every morning, 6 a.m., 6 a.m., 6 a.m., no matter who was there, by himself, weight vest on, every morning. You got to be locked into something different. You got to be tapping in a different frequency to really not give up on your dream. And he did that. And all salute to him for that. Well, you know, when we talk, and then we talk about, we talk about do the Lakers need to make a move? I think that puts pressure on Russ because, you know, even though I love Russ, he's one of my favorite players. I pick Russ for before almost anybody. I just think what Isaiah brings to the team is what they need. You know, with, with having Melo rebounded, with having AD when he's healthy, you have a whole bunch of big players and Russ plays like a big guard. Well, you need that finesse guard that can come in and give you 30 points tonight with a good shooting percentage. You know what I mean? So I think Isaiah puts a lot of pressure on on uh, on Russ coming in the team because I, I definitely think that he'll slide into that role way more smoother than Russ is playing right now. Yeah, but going back to like you said about AD, right? If AD's out, now you can stagger Russ and, and LeBron a little bit more. And now you can do yeah. it that way. IT could play with either one of them because he's such a, a catch-and-shoot specialist among all his other many offensive ways to score. He doesn't disrupt the flow of an offense. He can catch a shoot. He can get downhill. He has a high IQ. He can make plays. He can get transition threes. And, and what his skill set is needed in today's NBA. You know, and that's why I think his, this will go not only this year, but beyond that. Yeah. And I, I think if, if a lot of people, if you haven't, people have this watching, haven't seen our episode with Isaiah, go back and watch it because you can tell in that show how mentally different he was with knowing he was healthy, feeling comfortable with, I'm, I'm ready to go in any situation. He, I, I heard it and I seen that. I seen it in his eyes, bro. Because you you can tell when somebody's been going through something, and to finally be able to exhale and be like, okay, I'm ready now. You know what I'm saying? I I got that in our whole conversation when he was on our show. So people should go and check that out, man. But I'm happy for him. So we're saying all this about it, bro. He was owed a bag when they didn't give him a bag. Do you think he deserves a bag now if he come back and continue to play like he's been playing? Has to. If you look at the guys who are getting paid right now, right? They're getting paid for, especially everybody says pace and space. Everybody's getting paid for shooting. Shooting spreads the floor for your better players. You get a chance to play faster. The three-point shot is king. Well, that's everything Isaiah Thomas does. If I'm a team, why would I not want to bring him in for a multi-year deal, knowing he's in shape? Think about this, Jack. He's doing this off of not playing for nine months. Let him get in the rhythm. Let him, you know, get a training camp and get everything else going. Like, he'll be even better moving forward. If I'm a team, I'm lining up to sign him to a two, three-year deal. No doubt about it. Easy, easy. Next segment, fan questions. At Joy Mason 23 now that Jake Paul has some fights under his belt and has KO'd all his competitors, do you think it's time for him to start fighting actual boxers? What do you think, Zach? Well, this is, that's part of the game. You know, I know, I know the game. You got to let him knock a couple people out and make it look good. If he, if he would have fought a boxer last two fights, we, Jake, we would have been stopped talking about Jake Paul. Steve, uh, our boss, Steve Espinosa, wouldn't be putting him on Showtime. You know what I'm saying? But right now he's selling, you know, he, he, he's a high ticket and he's knocking people out. You know what I'm saying? So, but it's time, I think if whenever he get in there with a real boxer, 
his reign gonna come to an end, bro, because they know how to take punches. They've been doing this their whole life. And it's, and that's just like me playing basketball. Can't nobody just all of a sudden come into basketball at 21 years old after I've been playing my whole life and beat me to this day. I'm 43 years old. I'm gonna right. punish him still. Right. So, so, cause because of my IQ of the game and been playing it so long, but what he's doing right now is epic. Uh, been able to sell out arenas is epic. So I take my hat off to him for that. But when he come into a real boxer, he might get laid out, fam. I'm with you on that, Stack. I think that obviously building up the resume is good for the sport. It's good for what's going on. If he fights a real boxer at this point, I don't think he has much of a chance. So I think as he continues to build it up, it's exciting. People want to see it. Like you said, he's actually knocking people out. He really is. But he's not actually knocking out real boxers. You know what I mean? So right. keep building up his resume. Get him 10, 15 more fights. And then see if a real boxer is, you know, if he's ready for a real boxer. I'm with you on that one. Yeah, keep 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 the product looking good to this time. Yeah, yeah, keep it look, keep it shining, keep it shining. <laughs> yeah. Next fan question at Lowkey Lows two one five for Jamal. This is a question for you, bro. What's the mm. most memorable crossover you hit on somebody? It's been a few stat, mm -mm -mm. but I'm gonna hey, go ahead. I know, I, I know my favorite. You know my favorite too. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say that Wesley Matthews one, and the only reason why is because he started talking to the ref mid play, and Wesley's known as a defender. <laughs> And I knew, you know what? We was talking boxing stack. I was just boxing. Because I knew. I said, you know what? I'm a bop bop. And he's going to run up over my bop one time. One, and it's going to be over with. So I knew bop, it. And when he started talking to ref mid-play, stack, you got to stop. When he started talking to ref, the ref mid-play, I said, I got him. So that one, that's probably my favorite. Right now, if you ask me on a Wednesday, it may be different. But right now, yeah. it's my favorite. One. Well, I'm going to tell you my favorite. I'm going to tell you my favorite. Because I got a chance. Because I got a chance to see it up close. Oh, and man. reap the benefits of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of my favorites too, Stack. You crossed the shit out of Ray Allen. Stack, that's Jesus. And, all, and, and I saw him. I, yeah, and I saw it. Jesus went down, and you kicked it to me. And I was like, ooh, I, there's no way I could have missed that one. Ah, hey, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. Stack, bro. you know what? You know you know when you make a move like that, you want to shoot it yourself. But I said, man, I got right. my dog with me. I know what he on. So here, you got it. It's all good. And you hit it and start talking crazy. I said, Stack is a rider. Hey, like, hey, hey, what, what you don't know, when he fell, the whole team was trying to recover for him, so everybody was over. Everybody helped. Ticket, come on, they all trying to stunt. I said, Stack, Stack make love to pressure, man. I said, he got this. It's all good. And now think about That's it, Stack. That was over 10 years ago. We still talking about that play. That's crazy. Yeah, that was, that was one of them ones. D. Devin Tyler. His question is, I'm super hyped to see Isaiah Thomas back in the league. My question is, what does he need to do this go-around to solidify his place on a team in the league at the point at this point in his career? What you think, Stack? Man, just continue to do what he's doing. Um, he just needed opportunity. You know, we've yeah. seen so many guys that be put in situations that they, they didn't have no control over just because they didn't get the opportunity. And that's IT. IT man, IT didn't have fifty point games. Like you don't, you not, you not know, you belong in the NBA. Like you, everybody gonna come across fifty point games. I've never had one in my career, and I, you know, I was healthy most of mine. So, bro, he deserves it. Uh, like I said, we hope, we hope he get that bag, and as long as he get the opportunity, IT gonna show he belongs. Yeah, the opportunity is all it takes. I think he's shown enough already. To be honest with you, uh, he's you don't stay that prepared and that ready after that time off and come in on a team. That's chasing something. That team is like contending for something. They're trying to build for something and have that kind of impact already. If you're saying we're going to start him by the second game, that means, you know what, this dude is nice and he could fit right in what we're doing. So 
Obviously, I think he'll get a chance this year, the rest of the year, whether it's there or somebody else, because when you're playing, you're not just playing for the team you're playing for. We all know there's 29 other teams watching, and I for sure know that he'll be in the league a long, long time after this. I don't think he'll be out the league again until he's ready to retire. Next fan question at God Dumas. Why Jamal didn't join the big three in Miami? I thought it was a done deal. There was some in the making stack. Not a lot of people know that. Myself and Ray Allen were both free agents at the same time. And so Miami did call early, but the Clippers called first. They called immediately. Mm. And so mm. to me, you know how it is when you're going through it, just like college or anything, they probably got the most interest in you. So I went on the Clippers visit and it was done right after that. I didn't take any more visits. I didn't talk to anybody else. And then Ray went opposite. They, I think the Clippers canceled the meeting with Ray and then he went to Miami. So they were looking for that, that two-guard position. Not, I don't think I ever talked about that. Nobody knows that story. So they got too much. You did your homework. But, yeah, definitely. Uh, there, was a, <laughs> there was an opportunity there for sure. But I thought the Clippers wanted me a little bit more. And I thought the Clippers uh, needed my skill set a little bit more to handle the ball as a secondary ball hanger to CP. So I went there. Could you imagine that stat? Could you imagine if I went no, to the Oh, my God. Oh, man. Well, I don't think about that. Is That would have – you would have played a lot of point guard out there. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And, and D, D Wade and Braun wasn't going to the bench. No, 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 no. It wouldn't happen. It wouldn't happen. I was going to have to dust off them PG skills for sure. <laughs> yeah, you definitely going to be playing the point, but that would have been a good look. You, D Wade, Braun, Bosh. Bosh, that yeah. That would have been crazy too. Mm -hmm. L Train underscore 32. One rule change you would make if you were NBA commissioner right now. What you think, Zach? What you doing? Well, the main one they already did, they letting boys smoke on some of that tree, so I'm cool. But I think um, the rule that they put in that's kind of messing up with James, with, uh, James Harden game. You know, you got you get your hands caught, uh, or the offensive players making a move to get your hands caught, they're not calling that foul. And I think that's bullshit because you got to be – you got to – commend James for having the IQ. If your ass can't slide your feet and keep your hands out the way, and I'm smart enough to lock your hands and every time I go up for layup, I should go to the line and get two free throws. I hate that rule. I, th I think it's, it's really messing up the game. It's, it's really helping the defenders. It's bailing them out. Because as you know, Jamal, a lot of people don't want to play defense anyway. And then when you're going against a guy like James Harden, you automatically thinking it's impossible. So for him to, for James to have the IQ and lock players in like that and to be able to go to the line, for them to change that rule, I think that's the only one I, 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 I give up I think James's IQ is the most underrated part of his game. Nobody talks about that. We talk about his scoring, his step back, his handle, his craftiness, his strength, his IQ, his basketball intelligence. People forget when he was with the Thunder uh, running point guard late in the game in the fourth quarter. It wasn't in KD and yep. Russ's hands. It was in James' hands making decisions. So he had became like the black Ginobili at that time. You know what I mean? Like he was on the left hand yep. run but uh, as a sixth man. But if I had one rule change, uh, if I was commissioner for the day, it would be – I'm taking two. Forget it. I'm taking two. The first one, yeah. I, I would I would put 15 people on the All-Star game because we have 12 and every, there's always a couple snubs each year. I think we get rid of those snubs. I would have made it. I would have made one. If that was the case, I would have made one. I would have made one too, Stack. That's what I'm saying. And there's another. Lou Will would have made one. You would have had yep. Monte make one. You would have had a bunch of people make All-Star games, even if they only had one opportunity because those snubs, that one year, they really deserve it. They don't get in because it's been a repeat offender. Guy who's been there seven, eight, nine times. And to the mm. guy going seven, eight, nine times, it's like, okay, I'm going again. I don't even want to play in it, really. I'm just happy I made an all-star game. That guy's going once. that check. And the guy that's going once is like, you know what? This is my only time I can officially retire saying I was an all-star in this league. Mm. You know what I mean? So that part of it. And then the second one, I would require 
with the league being younger, I'll require two vets on each team, two vets to have 10 years or more on each team because mm. right now it's the blind leading the blind. We need more vets in the league showing the young guys the way. I didn't learn to be a pro until I had pros around me, Charles Oakley, Scottie Pippen, Rick Brunson, mm-hmm. Kendall Gill, Jalen Rose. I didn't learn to be a pro until I had those guys around me. Being on time is being early, not eating McDonald's before games, and I think that's what's missing the game today. Closing thoughts. Been fun rocking with my brother. Let's knock these out. Fight reactions, man. This weekend, man, on Showtime. Home base. Uh, I mean, home base, the greatest place to be. You know, we put on shows, and we, you know, I got Showtime with me today. Jake Paul and Willie fight, man. Jake killed the culture again. Uh, we all was hurt, but at the same time, I got respect for Jake. I had him on the show. I understand his passion for boxing and he taking it serious, bro. A lot of people thinking he a YouTuber. He taking it serious and you, you just don't go out there and knock people out like he did and, and, and say you playing around with boxing. He taking it serious. He's also training with a boxer, um, Moose and Case and a Muslim brother who I sponsor. Um, he, he, he flew him to Puerto Rico to, uh, to spar with him. So I know he's taking it serious, you know, and, and it showed, it showed with the knockout. What you think about the fight this weekend with, uh, Paul and Woodley? Yeah, the gimmick is that he's a YouTuber. He ain't no YouTuber no more. Like, he's really <laughs> trying to be a fighter. Like, and you could tell he had his camp. Before your guy, he had Jay Leon Love in his camp. So obviously, he's yep. getting this knowledge. He's getting, you know, different intricacies about what he should be doing, how to stay relaxed, what he's looking for, where to hit a person. I saw where he hit Willie, and I'm like, oh, okay, now he's a boxer. He hit him like in a Gumalabagata. He hit him right here and knocked him out. Like, so I said, okay, he's, he for real now. He ain't playing around with this. He, it's that he is serious about this and he's getting better and better. He's, and as he gets better and as he wins more, he wants more of that. So it was impressive. You got to get, tip your hat to him. Yeah, and, and you know, like I said, we, we respect him because we're athletes, but at the same time, around the boxing world, they're not respecting him too much because they understand, okay, you got to fight a real boxer to get our respect. You're fighting MMA guys, you're fighting basketball players, you know, fight somebody who's a real boxer who has a, who, who's reputable in the sport. And uh, I respect that too. Like I said, I, I love Jake Paul. You know, I love watching him fight, but he won't get my respect in boxing until he beat a real boxer. But you know what it is, though, Stack, is when you're polarizing, you force people to have an opinion. One way or another. And right now, he's polarizing. So he's making you say, hey, I hate him. Hey, I love what he's doing. Either way, you got to decide something, right? And that's what he's doing right now. And he's stirring up the sport. And, you know, we'll see where he goes from here. Hey, same night, though. Our brother, Darren Williams, fought Frank Gore. Oh, man. And our, and our brother put on the show. He looked he looked real good. I mean, he he was so prepared. One thing about boxing, you know they say, protect yourself at all times. D. Will wasn't taking no time off. Frank tried to chill in the corner. Wow. Uh, put your hands up at all times. That was hilarious to see that meme going all across uh, IG. But for both of those brothers to be coming from basketball in the NBA world, to go in there and fight for those amount of rounds, and uh, and to even do that, man, I, I salute both of them boys. But shout out to Darren Williams for holding it down. Brandon Marshall, you was doing a lot of hating on uh on the air when you was commentating the show. I wish I would have went so I could have cut some of the hating out you was doing. But <laughs> you was hating on the NBA players a lot the whole time. Basketball players soft. Basketball players this. Basketball. Well, one thing it showed about NFL players, y'all ain't in shape, and y'all soft. Y'all might be softer than us. So shout out to D. Will. But Brandon Marshall, you my boy, but you was doing a lot of hating that night. Hey, D-Will held it down. He did held it down, and, and I was actually shocked. I know he has a wrestling background. I knew that, but he came out with such aggressiveness, and he he stayed consistent with that. You know what I mean? And Gore came out aggressive, but then he kind of eased up like, all right, we kind of, you know, we're going to get through this. And D-Will gave him that, that, that one-two punch, and, and Gore looked like, hold up now. 
Like, we, <laughs> is, we supposed to give the people a little taste. We ain't supposed to really, you know, but they went out. Oh, you fighting, fighting. Yeah, you, we fighting, fighting, right? And he, <laughs> You know, and, and, and uh, Eddie Murphy and I spy. When I spy, Eddie Murphy, let's give people a little taste, right? And the dude came yeah, at him real hard. Hey, so hold on. We speak, hey, don't, hey. And, and you know what, Frank, tip your hat to Kelly him. Robinson, yeah, no, Kelly, Kelly Robinson, 37-0, Kelly Robinson. no, Kelly Robinson. So he, he, he took your hat to him, but D-Will held it down. And he, he was smarter to get one and done and get up out of there. Yeah, man, shout out to both of them brothers. It, it was good It was good to see, though, both of them get in there, man. But D-Will definitely impressed me. Looking at Frank Gore, walking in that ring. I'm like, man, he looked like Tyson, man. This boy finna knock. This boy finna knock uh, D. Will head off, man. I, but, didn't, I didn't feel good for D. Will when, he, when I saw him when he walking in. I, you're right. Gore looked like a, a Tyson prodigy. I was like, oh man. Holiday thoughts and wishes, man. Give me one of your holiday thoughts or how, one and your wishes. One wish for you how to, for the holiday spirit. Yeah, for me, I just hope everybody out there is with their family and their loved ones. We all appreciate the little things. Obviously, right now it's crazy times. So if you could be with your, your your family healthy, you know, happy, I think that's the most important thing. And then a wish is to get the Sonics back here. You know, obviously in Seattle, mm. we have so many talented young players that came through uh, and guys over the years. And, and we're all products of watching the Sonics, watching Gary Payton and Sean Kemp, watching Jelani throw it down, watching Rashard shoot his threes, watching Ray do his mm -hmm. thing, you know, so that all allowed us to dream, especially ones that came underneath them. So Hopefully this this generation, these kids get a chance to, to see that as well because all they got right now is a pro-am, which is cool. It's holding it down, mm -hmm. but we need our Sonics back. And that green and gold, I know it's for Bubba Chuck and Bethel, but it, it reminded me of the Sonics too. So shout out to you for that stat. Shout out Bubba Chuck. But I think that would be dope to have a team back in Seattle, man. Uh, you know, I got, as you know, my family, Catfish Corner, they just relocated, yeah. but... Um, doing well too, coming. Scott. They doing well. Yeah, doing really good. yeah, yeah. Shout out to my, my little cousin T, man. He doing his thing. Um... Uh, I'm happy for him, man. But being, being able to come back to a game out there would be great for me because, like I said, I love being in that arena. Uh, I love being able to come there and eat with my family. I think Tim Duncan, I took him there one week when I was playing with the Spurs, and yeah. he said, he, you know, the best thing about it was not only playing basketball, but was being able to eat Catfish Corner. So uh, having a team in Seattle is something that the NBA needs. It's, it's good for the culture. And I think growing up, I was glad I was able to play in it and an experience coming to Seattle because, you know, that's you know that's just like going into any other arena, going into the uh, Madison Square Garden. Each yeah. city had their own little feel. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think the, the players now would love to experience that in Seattle. They absolutely would. Blake came to uh, my pro-am one time in Seattle, and he said, man, it's my first time I've ever been here. I didn't play here in the Sonics. He loved the city. He was actually looking at buying a place just coming for the weekend. So a lot of good people here, you know, a lot of culture here, and, and we, love, we love our team, need our Sonics back. Yeah, man, my wishes is for everybody, man. Just um, stay healthy, uh, success and prosperity to everybody I love or who I work with or come across. And, uh, you know, treat people how you want to be treated, man. That's just, I want everybody to just continue to do that. Yes, sir. What's burning? Available every week on Showtime Basketball YouTube. And on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Show Basketball. Peace. Holla. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, 
We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What kind of fun is waiting for you at King's Island? The, holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The, make a splash all summer kind of fun. The, I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly, at King's Island, you'll find, for the fun of it, kind of fun. Don't wait to start your fun season. King's Island is now open on weekends. 